Please, speak freely. Hello and welcome to the Mandalorian's explosion after show, breaking down, discussing each and every episode of Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me to discuss season three, episode one, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. I got here, surprise drop uh, this week, uh, but yeah, excited to be here to talk about The Mandalorian. Didn't see it coming. I really thought that was the, I guess it's a mid-season break or something. I'm not sure what the... No, I think what what really happened is that you know they only had ideas for six episodes, but they asked for seven. So they're like, "Fuck it, fuck." We'll just use the first episode. Yep, yep. done. We'll just re-edit it. Nah, fuck it. I expect an episode of the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't. Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> I guess so. That's uh, what happens when you got a giant connected <laughs> universe. Uh, so of course, actually you're listening to the podcast of Boba Fett. Uh, this week's, uh, chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian, episode title, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, written by John Favreau, starring, and I'm not going off the credits then the episode, then get fucked, uh, starring Pedro Pascal, Emily Swallow, Amy Sedaris, Aradeshi Radpur, Helen Sadler, Mingna Wen! Oh, that's right. She's last. No, Tamara Morrison. Ah. Um, synopsis. An unexpected ally emerges. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, so how do you feel about sitting down to watch an episode of one TV show and getting another one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a great episode of The Mandalorian. I thought it was, you know, really good uh, chance to look at what happened to Jin and how he's been coping. You know, uh, yeah, he's just bit, he's just kind of a sad boy, you know, missing his little boy, uh, unable to figure out how to use this saber thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, obviously there's a lot of things that it answers questions for. It is very odd that it's the focus of an entire episode of the book of Boba Fett. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird because I'm like it, and it's man. extra jarring because there were no flashbacks this episode there's no <laughs> f- footage of I thought for sure when he injured his leg he would end up in some sort of back to tank I was like I think at one point I flicked I pr- pressed up on the remote there was 20 minutes left I'm like fucking hell we're gonna get like 10 minutes of Boba in this episode zero <laughs> That's no zero. this was nothing but the Mandalorian slash pimp my ride yeah, literally. Yeah. It's weird though, because I got like my overall thoughts on this episode are it was a terrible episode of the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> but it was if this had been the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian, I would have been like, "What a banger yeah. of a season season opener! Let's go, shit's happening," you know. Um, but yeah, I, it's just weird. It's just how do you go? Oh, that was a good episode of that TV show. That I'm watching when it's not even when, connected into the last couple of minutes. I mean, this, I mean, it. We've seen TV shows that like focus on like another character before, but not normally when they've got their own TV show that they could be doing it on. You know what I mean? And imagine if you've come into this only watching this without having watched The Mandalorian. 
Yeah, you're like, man, don't care about. I don't, I came here for Boba Fett. That's mm-hmm. who I want. Like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this guy? Because it's it, like when the episode started and he shows up, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like, because you know, obviously last week was like, oh, you're the like, oh, it's at the end. Be- they're gonna go. He's gonna him. show up, and in true yeah. Star Wars fashion, they don't beat around the bush. They just bring him straight in, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> and I was fine with him opening the episode because I was straight away. My brain goes, "All right, first ten, fifteen minutes, probably hmm. we're gonna get some, so, see this little story, whatever he's doing, this current, find out, get a little, get some little nuggets and hints at what he's gonna be doing in season three, and then." Someone will show up, or you'll get a message, or whatever, and we'll go back to the characters this television series I'm watching is actually about. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it was legit it's, just a full-on it, episode of Mando. <laughs> it, it's a backdoor pilot for season three. It's a backdoor pilot for a show that's in a show that's a spin-off from the of the show. It, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, is this show actually just the Mandalorian season three? I mean, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, but I mean, without complaining, I, I feel like to talk about it, I'm just going to have to more or less forget that it's actually a Book of Boba Fett episode. Because, yeah. Or else I just, I just don't think it's a good, good episode of the show because it's not an episode of the show, you know? And it's not a bottle episode for a character within that show. Like, I don't feel like it even fits that criteria. No. You know? This it was like an has- episode focused on mm, Fennec yes. or, I don't know, one of the guards or Matt Berry's bot. Then even one of the biker, biker people. Fine. Yeah. They're all characters from the show. You can do a bottle episode for them. But doing a bottle episode for a character that has actually never been in the show before doesn't, doesn't actually work because... You're doing an episode for the sh- character of which this show is a spin-off from. So at that point, it literally just becomes an episode of that show. It'd be like doing a, uh, an episode of Buffy in Angel. Uh, like, you know, like... Yeah, you just followed Buffy the entire time? Yeah, You just followed Buffy the entire time. You're literally just doing an episode of Buffy at that point. <laughs> it doesn't... That doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, like you wouldn't do that because that doesn't work. It's weird. Anyway, it's very weird. So all that aside, now that I've got that out of the system, I guess. Um, really good episode of The Mandalorian. Think about this as an episode of The Mandalorian. How, what do you have, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's really good. Obviously, you know, like I said, we get to fill in, get to catch up with Jin, find out what he's doing, you know. Apparently, he, you know, I forgot that he... His, the Razor Crest blew up at the last end of last season. Uh, and, you know, now he has to catch commercial flights to get from bounty to bounty. Like a tip, old regular person. Does does he have to check in? the? Did he have to check in the severed head the first time? Maybe. Oh, uh, no, he walked. I just assumed he walked, right? Oh, yeah, it could have been on the... I think it was just on that planet. On the Halo thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, in my notes, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if I've seen it before, but uh, officially a Halo ring in the Star Wars universe is where the opening of this episode took place. That was my two thoughts. So, opening fight scene co- thing was cool. Obviously, seeing him use the dark saber and just suck at it was yep. interesting. Um, and then chop someone's body in half. 
and proceed to cut their head off. I was like, man, what a grueling start <laughs> to this week's episode. Yeah. But then as soon as it came outside and you see that sweeping shot of the Halo ring and the city and stuff, my first thought was, oh, it's Halo ring. Second thought was, no fucking sand. <laughs> thank God. I'm seeing something. And I, at this point, I was like, we're going back there anytime soon, though. Like, next five minutes, we're back to Tatooine. Yep. So, I mean, I guess that was one big positive. <laughs> this episode. It took a lot longer to get back to Tatooine, at least. Um, yeah. yeah, so you have the, the, the cool thing. And this episode, really, I should have seen the signs in the tea leaves earlier. Because this episode is not in a rush. At right. all. It's, it's pretty slow. It literally has him limping up and down streets, doing these wonners in elevators. Mm. It's just like, we're on a ride. So I don't know why, in retrospect, I wasn't just sitting there going, man, we're, <laughs> we're not going back to Boba, are we? At all. Um, so then he tracks. So the whole thing is obviously following the end of season two of Amanda, I guess. He has followed hints and stuff or whatever. That's led him back to his actual, um, cult. He's actually called it sect. Yeah, his cult. His cult. Yeah, <laughs> his sect of the of Mandalorians. Of course, it's really interesting seeing the the armorer um, again mm. and hearing the armorer talk after the. I have not seen them for a while because we've been around other Mandalorians. Be that Boba. Be that. Uh, by Katan, you know, people yep. who just talk more normally and take helmets off and stuff. And this, like, <laughs> coming back to them, it really was like, oh, look, the cult leaders. <laughs> like, mm. How do you feel, like, seeing all that interaction and all, all the, you know, from the moment of the, all the this is the way stuff again, through to the very last moment where it's like, did you take your helmet off? Yes. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was very nostalgic, like, remembering <laughs> that thing. Uh, Surprising it took so long for them to ask the question, like, because it felt like every single time they showed up, it was, she asked the question of him last time, so. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it was cool, like, cool setting, it's like a w- odd place to, like, set up shop, I guess, at the bottom Maybe of Maybe some cool shots, though, like, especially him, like, yeah. walking down, seeing us sitting there looking out in space and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, aesthetically it looked really cool, but, like, practically, what are they doing? Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's only the, like, the three of them left, right? So, I mean, it's, that's a little bit sad, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it was cool, like, getting to see them again, and then, you know, she's like, oh, the, about the the spear. It's like, mm. we're not meant to make it out of weapons, make it into weapons. Although her two axes are clearly made of made out of it as well, so. She's, cl- yeah, but she's, she's pulling the fast on there. Uh, but yeah, you know, and then we get, you know, the scene of him, like, I want, I want to make something for my little family, Grogu. Yeah, she does fight back at first and says, like, you've taken him back to his people. He's, you know, like, they have to point out how Jedi have to separate the, like, Jedi's Kree's, like, the Mm. antithesis to the, the Kree there on the way or whatever. Which was an interesting thing to point out. Um, yeah. What do you think uh, she made him? I don't know. It was like a bunch of chain links. So maybe like chair mail or something. 
That would be my only thought. Otherwise, it's like maybe in like a necklace or something. <laughs> I assumed it wasn't armor or anything. I just assumed it was some. I don't know. Could be like I don't assume it's like a, it's not. It's not like a full body armor. It has to just be something no. simple. I liked how when he looked at it on the the aircraft, like the taxi bus thing. Mm. Um, he <laughs> like it, the way it's wrapped up. It actually looks like a like a face. The mm. Grogu Yoda, Yoda head. Yeah. I know. I assume that was sort of done on purpose, had to be. Mm. Um, so, of course, the main thing that you get out of this whole segment, other than like a catch up on what's happening in uh, their lives, uh, is firstly, we get a flashback seeing the War of Mandalore, which was really cool to see. Mm. Um, brutal sort of war section, seeing tie bombers, like. How many, like thousands of them, hundreds probably on the horizon, I guess. Bombing the shit out of Mandalore. Um, seeing the, I can't remember their fucking names off my head, but seeing the, the droids from Rogue One, all that yep. shit. A lot of droids that we've seen before showing up in this episode. Yeah, I've got one noted down I'll get to a bit later that was interesting, but... Um, so that was all cool, and then we get, when they come back, obviously they're doing a bit of training... And that leads to the fight. Um, and again, I, sh- I should have wrote his name down, but um, old mate who's a descendant, like an actual descendant of a one of the high houses or whatever you want to yeah. call them from Mandalore. He's the surviving member there. He obviously want he fights, challenges Din to a duel to get the dark saber. Din manages to beat him and keep the dark saber, which is good. But I could tell, I knew that was going to come. You know. It was like two seconds. Two seconds into him being there, and as soon as he pulls out the weapon, it was like, "All right, let's fight." Yeah, let's see. If this dude wants to fight ASAP. But they also, and I think I discussed this in the very last episode of when we did Mando season two finale. They again sort of make sure to point out that Bo-Katan tried to at some point use that gender uh, claim wars to uh, claim Mandalore. She wasn't able to because she didn't win it. Um, and I think it was in that final episode I pointed out that she's definitely going to come back in and she's going to want to fight Din for that because she wants it to claim her, what she believes is her like family right. And to a degree it is, but um, so I, I think that's 100% going to happen because that was just assuming what was going to happen. And then in this episode, they make sure they bring that up again. So I think that's what we're going to get. Oh, okay. season three. So, uh, the, it's Paz Vizsla is the character. That's it, Vizsla. Yeah, yeah. Also voiced by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's because um he did the original his father or whatever in the Clone Wars. Yep. Um, that's uh for four or five episodes or whatever it was mm. the main arc in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Previously, yeah, yeah. So then they have him do the voice. I think I talked about this when he made season one of Mando or something. I think from memory. Probably. Anyway. Um, but of yeah, all the lives. Mandalorians that could have survived, it had to be him. It had to be him. It made sense. He was like his character. I think they just wanted. They wanted like families that Clone Wars fans or recognize, or well, not just the fans, mm. but like has been set up in the Clone Wars as these big families and. You want some for surviving family members that, so then you can have characters like him who, you know, 
to a degree, even though he doesn't say it, I feel like there's a lot of he he thinks he's owed this sword because he's from a you know a proper quote unquote proper Mandalore family, and even though he doesn't say it, Din is a foundling. He's not a proper you know he's a one member family like he has no lineage in Mandalore so. He's never been to Mandalore, as far as we're aware. Maybe I don't know. But, um, cool. Yeah. So then he gets kicked out for taking his helmet off. I appreciate that they don't like they just commit to that and they don't have Din lie. I think that says that like down to the last moment he has so much respect for the armorer and I guess Mandalore and the culture that he's been that he was brought up in. That even though he knows probably deep down what's going to happen if he says he took his helmet off, he still mm. refuses to lie, which I think like says something about him as a person, a character, sort of thing. So I thought yep. that was a nice sort of detail. Um, he leaves though, gets on the bus, or whatever. You have the again very drawn out. There's all these moments just like this. This episode is no rush. Like having the whole taking all the weapons out. Although I did like to hear the funny little line of weapons of my religion. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make me take them all out? As he undresses, like, mm. literally everything he's carrying, like, a thousand and one weapons. All for literally nothing. It was just for a bit, because he gets them back two seconds later. So then he goes to Tatooine. Got it. And we missed it. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But it's fine. We're back. Because... This is Tatooine in the Mandalorian, not Tatooine and Boba Fett, which means different. it's different. I don't know. Um, so you get uh, what's her character's name? Amy Sedaris. I can't remember. The uh, I had it up a second ago. Um, Peli Moto. Moto. Come again. Peli Moto. Yeah. Peli Moto. Oh yeah, Peli Moto. Yeah, P L I. Yeah. Um, so Pelimoto, who we saw a CGI version of or was it? Ago. <laughs> nah, that was totally CGI. There's no way they paid her to do a walking shot. I'm going to say it's CGI. Really? They didn't just get a shot of her walking in this and then put it in that episode? Maybe. It's possible. It's possible. More likely than doing an upper CGI model of her. It's because you I don't think. see her face. I, that's why I lean towards being CGI. Yeah, because it's meant to be just... stupid cameo. Yeah. yeah. So then she's back. Because um, at first, when Mando's arriving, I'm like, why? Why, oh, why, oh, why are you having just been why kicked you out of your cult? Why are you coming back to this dump? Are you coming back to this dump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the answer is that apparently he had told her between, you know, when we last saw him and now, at some point, Hey, can you track me down another Razor Crest? He'd, she'd somehow, somehow contacted him and said, I've got you something. Anyway, shows up, uh, saves her life. That was a good bit. And then she's like, I've got something even better. And then reveals that she's been recreating an N1 Starfighter from the um, Republic. No. Oh, no, it's not that the Galactic Republic. Ga- Galactic Republic. I was fucking get my words from, from the Galactic Republic. Era. So like prequel era. Um, Dylan stuff. That is the fighter that Anakin Skywalker flew in to blow up the Trade Federation ships. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? 
<laughs> I think it's a version of, or if not similar. I don't think it's the exact same one. I mean, a quick yeah. Google search can answer uh, this probably. It does look kind of small in comparison. It looks, it looks similar, but I don't think it's the same. Uh, quick Google Star Wars Wikipedia search says the full size M1 Starfighter prop used by Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Blah blah blah. So yes, it appears so. So it looks, mm. but slightly different. It's not the like exact same design, but it is the same ship that was used. The M1 Starfighter was originally built by the Naboo and was most notably used in Trade Federation invasion of the planet. Blah 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 blah. A decade later, I mean, three M1s were used to score like center so. between. Blah 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 blah. Um, wait, where's this strange thing it says? No, so it's not the exact same one. It's just like I think the one that he uses like is a different sort of version of it. It's probably like the M1 or you know some fucking shit like that. Um, yes, cool. How, how do you feel about the? I think it's a cool pull. I think it's a. I think it's a very cool looking ship. I think it's a different direction to take Mando's character to have him in a ship like that and not something like the Razor Crest, which is what we're most used to. It also puts a lot of limitations on like, like the, collecting bounties. Yeah, like <laughs> he can collect one bounty, I guess, at a time, but you're never going to see him in season three have like four or five people in the ship well, at the same it? time. Where's he going to live? I guess you'll have to land, yeah. That's yeah, you'll have to land places. Yeah. I guess. Well, I guess it's right. fast enough to get to places. Faster to get places, I guess, yeah. Um, definitely puts a different change of pace, but um, it'll also sell a lot of Lego and action figures. And yep, they can just the reprint all those <laughs> N- Naboo stuff fighters again. <laughs> that's the most important part. But I, I think and from a... because there's no droid thing, that that's a perfect spot to like stick Grogu in. True. It's true. He won't, he won't be able to see what the fuck's going on, but uh, unless he has a he won't be able seat, to touch but... anything. That's the, the main <laughs> thing here. Yeah. Um, but I think from a using Star Wars lore like in a cool way, I think it's I think it's cool. I think you're going back and pulling out this starfighter from a from prequel era sort of stuff and making that the ship he's using is is nice to see, especially because you know we still live in the age where the prequel movies, especially Episode One. Is like, you know, mostly shed on. Still, so I think that's yep. cool that he's now driving around something from that like film era sort of thing. It's kind of cool. Um, and then what made it nearly totally cringy is the moment after he goes for a massive flight. Really cool sequence. I liked by the way him flying around looks mm. looked really good. Um, then being pulled over by space cops and then like Vin What's, Diesel. Was- and- the the canyon he goes through, like from episode one, like the pod racing. Yeah, because you can yeah. see all the the Tuscan village like camp things or whatever that they shoot from and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, which is fine. That's like background little. Oh, I remember that moment. Like not obnoxious, but yeah. The um, yeah. So after he gets pulled over by space cops, which was funny because that dude's like, I recognize your voice. I'm like, oh. And then, you know, Vin Diesel's fucking Dom Toretto just, like, p- presses the NOS. He's bloody out of there. But then well, when I he mean, lands... the ship is very Vin Diesel. <laughs> you know, it's got the massive engine sitting on the front. Yeah, and it literally sounds like just a V8 car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, she's like, it's purring. I don't need to do diagnostics. It's classic. <laughs> it's American made. It's American muscle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically is. 
Uh, but yeah, the part that was nearly made me cringe is when it lands and she asks, like, how'd it go? And he goes, so wizard. Which is literally a line that Anakin says in episode one that people have turned into, like, a massive meme or something. And there's no way he di- they didn't make him say that as a reference to that stupid bloody thing. Like, oh. It was, it's, like, out of character of him, too, I feel. But um, if you haven't seen the thing, just type it into Google. I'm sure... Yeah, I just did. The top result is, like, just a YouTube video of him saying so wizard. I mean... This is yeah, so wizard. So wizard, any? Uh, so yeah. wizard. No one said it. No one says that in Star Wars apart from that one back. from Phantom Menace. So they brought it back. So... And I, I, there's no way, I'm, I'm choosing to believe there's no way that was a John Favreau line in the script that someone has put this in. So now I've got a lot of questions as to who decided to put this or in. Or was the kid who was talking to Anakin Skywalker and says that line actually Jin? No, I do not believe so. Although that would be quite hilarious because there's like, like most Styles characters, there's, I can't remember that kid's name, but there's weird like fan bases for that kid and you can find them online if you <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm like, is Bryce Dallas Howard secretly a super fan of prequels? Prequels? Yeah. <laughs> I think she so. added in the line, maybe? Could be. Like, I, I don't feel like, but you have to wonder, that's the thing. I know, that's why those behind the scenes things come interesting, right? John Favreau writes the script. Is it always an M1 Starfighter? Is that a Dave Filoni thing? Is that someone else's choice? Is that a Bryce Dallas Howard thing? You know what I mean? Like, who mm. is it in the script in M1 Starfighter? Or is it just an old ship? classic and then you know they decide that later sort of thing but that's so wizard line that stood out and i was like no that was not in the script. So i refuse yeah. to believe that is in the script there's no fucking way all right so then at the end fennec shand obviously shows up she says here's a huge bag of money can you come help boba fat he says no problem do it for free Good. but first i need to visit an old friend i need you to visit somebody yep Who's he saying? Grogu. You reckon? Yeah. See, that's what I thought at first, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense, right? Does it? How's that work? Why wouldn't it? So we're seeing Grogu next episode? Next episode of The Mandalorian, yeah. <laughs> but but don't they need don't they need isn't the whole point of this episode to say that they need they need Mando to come help Boba now? I mean like, Boba needs help now. Not season four. Yeah, time jump. So you reckon next episode, Mando's back helping Boba. He's like, I've seen Grogu. He's good. Yeah, I went He's visited ch- him, had, had a few check beers. in, had my, my uh, you know, my weekend or what, weekend with him. A weekend at Luke's. Weekend at Luke's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other option is like Bo-Katan or somebody, because obviously when he gets kicked out of the, the sect, it's like... Mm. Hey, the only way you can be, be restored is if you, you go, to go to cleansing the... minds underneath yeah. Mandalore. So and I he mean, says, if I they... thought they all got destroyed. And she said, this is the way. This is the way. So the way to get restored is to save Mandalore, reclaim Mandalore, open it back up the mines, go back inside, purge it, purge it so nobody remembers you took off your mask. There's no... I see, I'm... That's season I'm, three of The Mandalorian. There has to be a thing at some stage in the show where he finally realizes he's part of a cult, right? Isn't that the storyline? <laughs> like, 
I guess. I'm not, yeah. I'm not rooting for him. Like nothing against the armorer. Seems all right, but cult leader. Also, there's no way I'm rooting for Din to end up back there. I'd rather him just realize that taking the helmet off is okay. Maybe get some fresh air, my man. You know, <laughs> prove your skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like maybe I don't know. Budget- I've seen a lot of people complaining about Boba Fett taking off his helmet so much. It's, he doesn't give a fuck. Weird. He's not Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, he's not like proper Mandalorian or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it gets confusing to be honest. I mean, they'd be honest. They're just finding any reason to complain about Boba Fett. So <laughs> it's low on the list of things to complain about. I don't feel like it's any different than most of the time in like Clone Wars and stuff. If you have episodes of Mandalorians in them, if they're fighting, they have their helmets on. If they come down for a chat, they take their helmets off usually. Hmm. Especially main characters. Anyone who's has a face that you sort of like, they want the they the show wants you to make sure you know who it is or whatever. They always took the helmet off, so I feel like that's too different. Um, but yeah, I feel like Bo-Katan would probably make more sense because, like, if there's something like, oh, he's got to go see Grogu, really? What? Because it just doesn't make sense. Like, we need Mando back. Mando has to be back because the. Sh- the show this is actually about Boba Fett. The storyline has him. Is it? <laughs> I thought so. The storyline I thought was heading towards him having a big old fight with the, um, the Pikes. Pikes territory war, right? We have two episodes left. Do a territory war. He still needs probably some other help. So if a Mando is going to see someone who can help, maybe that is Bo-Katan. Maybe he says, "Hey." Come help me with my mate Boba, and then I'll let you fight me for the Dark Saber. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're like, oh. I will accidentally trip over, and you will defeat me. We'll have in like a duel. A wink, intense wink. fight. <laughs> well, it's oh, interesting no. to reiterate about Bogotan's like the reason her rule was so mis. Wrong, bad was because it the dark side was gifted to her. Like yeah, bad luck, bringing that bad. point up and like kind of driving it home. Bad, just bad juju's, whatever. Um, bad energies. The yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else I missed? I feel like maybe it was, maybe it isn't. I don't know. No, any final thoughts? Like we nailed everything, you know. So you excited a bit more for the last two episodes now that something's actually happened in the show, even though it was nothing to do with Boba Fett? <laughs> I mean, sure. You know? Yes. Yeah. We, it's kind of crazy that it's two episodes left. You know? How many flashbacks are we going to get in the last two episodes? Oh, fuck. I, I, hope none. I hope none. Please, Lord. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Mandalorians podcast of Boba Fett. I fucking don't know. Holocron entries. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe to this podcast though, Holocron entries, so you can watch whatever show actually comes out next week, be that the Mandalorians or Fingers crossed for the Bad Batch. Or the very Bad Batch. <laughs> Maybe an Obi Wan episode just looks well, out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Obi Wan next week. That's just, the 
Press play. I mean, same planet, so. Yeah. There's Will McGregor. They're like, ah, fooled you again. <laughs> Gotchas. What the fuck? Where's the Boba Fett episodes going? It's like a, it's like losing a sock in a fucking washing machine. I'm like, what the hell happened over here? Jesus. Um, follow over Twitter, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. If you like this episode and like to tell us, head on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support to donate as little as a dollar. Um, and until next week, this is the way. <laughs> so wizard. <laughs> so wizard. <laughs>